أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا مولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد Continuing with the theme of topics leading up to Ramadan in order to understand what the point of the fast is, to let it transcend from being just some cultural observance uh, that is at times uh, an excuse to eat food and at times an excuse to have parties and at times an inconvenience that one wishes was over that one counts the days in order to finish and to actually see what the point of the fast is to transcend what the Messenger of Allah وسلم, described as how many a person who is fasting they receive nothing, they get no benefit from their fast except for hunger and thirst we talk about the idea of sabr, of patience that the Rasul وسلم, described fasting as half of patience what is the point of patience? Patience is a cardinal virtue. Most people take it to mean suffering when a person has no other option. And indeed, this is a great module of patience. There are so many things in life we don't get to choose. There are so many things that we don't get to choose about our own health. You don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose your family members. You don't get to choose the day that you were born. And for most people, you don't get to choose the day that you die. The people who do try to choose it for themselves oftentimes also run into other difficulties in this world and the hereafter. The idea is there are so many things in life that you don't get to choose. And there are so many things in your life that you do. And the model of patience when discussing those things that you don't get to choose in your own life. Do you have a faulty copy of a particular gene? Were you at the quote-unquote wrong place at the wrong time? Obviously, there's no wrong place and wrong time because Allah Ta'ala chooses all times and all places. But would it have been a time and place to be in that you would prefer to have missed had the choice been yours? You don't get to choose those things. And so, yes, the sabr... The patience in those things has to do with what? It has to do with keeping your mind and your heart intact and powering through with your life, with your iman, with your desire, determination to go on intact and not to allow those things to shatter you. Not to take the burden on yourself about those things that you have no choice in. This, however, is only one module of patience. It's not most patients, and it's not the greater module of patients, and it's not the module of patients that you are exercising when you fast, ideally. Rather, look at the way the word sabr and its root is used in the Quran. Istainu bis sabr, wa istainu bis sabr, wa salah, 
وإنها لكبيرة إلا على الخاشعين الذين يظنون أنهم ملاقوا ربهم وأنهم إليه راجعون Seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is not something that happens to you This is something actively that you're doing Istainu, seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With patience and through the prayer Again, by rational analogy from the siyak of the kalam From the context of the words It's an active process your patience is something that you decide to do. It's something that you're doing actively. It's not something that's thrust on you without your choice. Allah Ta'ala is commanding, take this choice, make this choice, seek help from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala through, through patience and through the prayer. And know that that is a difficult thing to do except for, for the people who fear Allah Ta'ala. Those people who know that there's a day that's going to come, that they're going to meet their Lord. And they know that indeed there is a day that they are going to return to him. Allah Ta'ala says in his book, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَمِرْ عَلَيْهَا Command your family to the Salat. Command your family, your wife. Yes, the wife that doesn't listen to anything you say. And the children that don't listen to anything you say. That family. Command your family to the Salat. وَاسْتَمِرْ عَلَيْهَا And be steadfast therein. Make the choice and don't give it up. So many things in life are a battle of wills. There is no law that can, be, that can be overturned by steadfastness and through stubbornness of people. There is no battle that cannot be won through the steadfastness and the stubbornness of a people. There is no difficulty that cannot be overcome if people have enough steadfastness and enough Stubbornness, that they're not going to move from the thing that they choose to do, that they choose to want, that they seek after. Civilization, brothers and sisters, is a multi-generational process. It doesn't just happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. It doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't happen in a lifetime. There are certain types of patience that are mutawarith. They're literally inherited from father to son until victory is achieved, until victory is attained. If I were to talk about these things with examples from our own ummah, maybe the masjid administration will start to get nervous and maybe I won't be here to give you a Friday khutbah again. So we'll use a non-Muslim example. I grew up hearing stories about the Vietnam War and when I was in school, it was relatively closer to when the Vietnam War happened in this country. As you can tell, the news you get when something is going on is very different than what you hear 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later, which might even be different than what actually happened. But usually the later report that's more distant is closer to what actually happened than the one that's happening at the time, which is mostly propaganda. So when I grew up, all the football coaches in high school, yeah, we won the Vietnam War. We didn't win the Vietnam War. There was no war to fight. The whole thing was on a pretense. It was a complete fool's Aaron, and the sad thing is that there are people, our neighbors and people who live around us, who really believe in the project of America and believed in their homeland and wanted to do what was best for it. And they allowed the silliness of their politicians, the lies that they say, creep into their head until they went and wasted significant parts of their lives and parts of their physical and mental health on this war. Vietnam was not a country to fight against America. Do you understand what I'm saying? Much like many places in the Muslim world, technologically backwards, uneducated, unmodern, 
and definitely lacking enough resources financially, militarily, economically, politically to even make this a fight that's classifiable as a fight. Ken Burns had a P PBS documentary about the Vietnam War, which was made with a significant amount of hindsight and told things that we weren't told when we were growing up reading about this in American history in high school. One of the most moving things that I read, that I, that I sorry, heard in that documentary was there was a, an interview with a Viet Cong soldier. Now get, get this, we're all Americans, we all live here. If we don't like the place that we come, that's just our own bad. That's like stupid for ourselves. I was born here. I like living here. I personally choose not to live anywhere else. And only a fool would not have their own home in mind, its best interest in mind. However, you can recognize if somebody else has some sort of virtue in them, even if that person is your enemy. I don't consider the Vietnamese people to have ever been our enemy, by the way. I'm just saying I'm not glorifying them either. Viet Cong, communists, the ideology is very messed up in my opinion. I'm just saying human beings are human beings. If one particular thing someone does or says is admirable, it's okay to acknowledge that. They interviewed a Viet Cong soldier and he, they asked him, what brought you into this fight? What made you fight against the Americans? He said, I had five older brothers that fought the Americans because they said, this is our homeland. We don't want to be ruled by a foreigner. One by one, every single one of them was killed. When the last of the five was killed, my own mother came to me and said, now it's your turn. Tell me, what is this? This is patience. If this is the patience that a probably illiterate woman in a village in the middle of Vietnam who's fighting for communism, which by its very definition is an atheistic and godless ideology. That doesn't make sense and it doesn't work either. None of the things that it's ever tried to achieve in a society have ever been successful at all. If this is the type of suburb that this woman can have for that or for the pride of her own people, her own nation. Imagine the person who wishes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you feel pain like other people feel pain. But you have hope with Allah Ta'ala for those things that people have no hope for. They gave up hope for it. Their maximum definition of success, all of it will end in the dirt or end in a crematorium, spread ashes on Lake Michigan. Where is the suburb? The same suburb that allows a person not to be able to keep a diet, not to exercise, not to save up enough money to buy a house and then say, Sheikh, can I get a mortgage from so-and-so company because, you know, if you rent, you know, you're throwing your money away, and, but, which is not all 100% true, but whatever. And like, you know, this is impossible. To, it's not impossible. People do it. Those sums of capital have been collected by Muslims in America that the doctors and engineers couldn't collect our Somali brothers, refugees, all of them uneducated, all of them without degrees when they first came. Illa insha'Allah. They're the ones who collected sums. Why? Because they put their mind to the task. They were patient. It takes a long time to pull off an important plan. Like I said, some sabr is multi-generational. It's a vision that's passed from fathers to sons. This is how Islam reached the afaq. This is why to reach the horizons. This is why the conquest of the companions or the Allahu anhum geographically and by population, by headcount, were greater after Rasulullah passed from this world than they were during his lifetime. They could do the conquest, but they couldn't make the vision and they couldn't teach the patience. That's why the Messenger of Allah amongst so many other reasons. 
He is not only the greatest of this ummah, he's the greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. The point of fasting is not to say, dang it, another year's up. Muslims are very fervent about their religion. My family's going to get upset at me, so I guess I may as well give up eating for a couple of hours because I know I'm going to pig out and eat more later on. No, my friends, the fasting itself is a gift. It's a benefit. There's something very good in it. It inculcates, it cultivates, it hones, and it sharpens inside of a person a particular attribute, which is itself a key to success, which is the understanding that great things are achieved when you put time into them. Your enemy might have a nicer watch than you, but you have the time. Time is on your side. Why is it? What does this mean? It's not a video game. In the end, everything belongs to the people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether their caliphate was glorious or it never came together. Whether they won the battle or whether all of them died on the battlefield. Whether the thing they saved money for they were able to buy or whether the plan fell apart, someone cheated and left with all the money. The idea is what? Sabr is the operationalization of this idea that things are achieved through putting time into them. That your enemy might have a nicer watch, but as long as you have the time, you will win every single time. This is the point of fasting, and it's not only there for one month out of the year. This is a way of looking at life this is a vision for the future. This is a vision for our community. To not just look at the corporatization. Many of you have corporate jobs. The way I know that is if I go over a couple of minutes, I start getting weird looks. People all of a sudden become annoyed with me. Why? Because your slave, your master wants you back. Why? Because they have a machine that sees which time you come in and which time you come out of. They have a machine that counts how much money did we make today, how much did we make yesterday, and it projects what? A person's going to make tomorrow. Somehow or another, all of this planning fails to encapture the idea that if you keep having rapid runaway growth year over year, then your model is cancerous. The earth is going to run out of resources. It's going to run out of air. It's going to run out of water. It's going to run out of land. And when all of that's done, even if you have a trillion dollars in the bank account, you cannot breathe money. You cannot eat dollars. You cannot drink them. They don't replace a loved one. There's a type of greater logic that's missing in all of this. This is an opportunity to think about and to reflect over those things. And this is an opportunity to achieve and attain those things that you wouldn't have been able to achieve or attain even when you're well-fed and well-hydrated. Even when you're well-fed and when you're well-hydrated. Why? Because just to go about your day requires you to have a little bit more sabr. Because your head hurts more than it normally does, so you have to work a little bit harder. Your muscles are a little bit weaker than they normally were, so you have to work a little bit harder. Your energy levels are a little bit lower than they were, so you have to work a little bit harder. Then when you get your hydration back, and your food back, and your head doesn't hurt anymore, and you get your energy level back, still the habit of working harder, it's still there with you, you gotta keep it for the rest of your life. And you know what the fun thing is? Alhamdulillah, mashallah, by Allah ta'ala's last several years, I didn't stop and I didn't even reduce my workout while I, while I, when I lift and when I walk and run. I didn't reduce any of it during Ramadan. I found that it's actually easier to do when fasting. That's a completely different lesson. That's not our topic for today. That has to do with the madad of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's help when it comes down on a person. It's also not a joke. And without it, it also makes these projects difficult to fulfill. 
but with it, nothing becomes impossible. But perhaps that's another discussion and another lesson for another time in another place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all patience. Allah ta'ala give us more from this fast than just hunger and thirst. Allah ta'ala make us amongst those people whose fasting is accepted from amongst those people. They're the misdaq of the kalam of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man sama ramadana imanan wa ihtisaban. The person who fasts the month of Ramadan in faith in Allah Ta'ala and good expectation, good hope of reward from Him, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will see that all of their sins that came before are forgiven. May Allah ride us from the forgiven and from the accepted. Wa sallallahu wa ta'ala wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. So you can take a couple of minutes to read your sunnahs.